Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. And we are in a mood. It's a good mood. Yeah. It's good. But we've got some stuff to like rant and rave about, so it'll be a really good episode. My eyes are tearing up. I was laughing so hard. Oh, no. She's crying. I made her cry. She made a funny. See, I told you I just beat him up right before we get started. Yeah, it's abuse. Too bad you'll never see the in-between. I'll sneak it in. I'll like start sending SOSs out (laughs) in my editing. Wear yellow if you need help. Shit. No, not the yellow. I don't have any yellow You're like, clothes. yellow makes me look washed out. I can't. <laughs> I Sorry. Can't. No. All right. Um, Today, what is our topic? It's going to be a good one. Uh, we're going over medical trauma. Mm-hmm. Because we may have been experiencing a lot of that this week. Yes. And then, yes. in general, people need to know, or at least should know, that it's not just them. Right. Well, and that, like... Not only are you not alone with it, but it's way more common than we'd like to think. Mm-hmm. Like we would really love to think that our medical providers are going to be on it all the time, but <laughs> it's not always the case. Yep. And a lot of the times it's not even usually the case. Right. But we have some sharp contrast today too. Yeah. Because I had my appointment and mm-hmm. that was you different. had a good one. Yeah. Um, so do you want to do you want to plug first, or yes. should we jump into the weekly? We should plug. Okay. I will go first. Okay. If you're listening to us, you can watch us on YouTube. Just watch us live. We make funny faces. Mm-hmm. She's flipping me off for most of it. It's great. Um, if you're watching us, you can listen to us. We're on Spotify, most podcast sites, except for Apple. Never Apple. Never Apple. And we also have a Discord if you'd like to mm-hmm. jump in and join the conversations that we have. Yes. Or want support. Right. Well, in our Discord community, like I can't say nice enough things about them. And we're actually going to call some people out today. Mwahaha. <laughs> that sounds so mean. We're going to call you out. Calling you out for being awesome. <laughs> but yeah. Is there anything else I forgot? Oh, um, like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. Share. Share. If share. you find it useful. Yes. Or if you're like, this is the absolute worst, you can do that too. I don't know. Yeah, let us know. It's fine. Um, we also have a TikTok where we have some funny stuff that you can check out. We are not at all regular about uploading, but we do have some new ones as of this last week. Yes, I made some. So that'll be really fun. Um, so I guess that makes it time for the weekly recap. Check in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will go first because I had a more normal. <laughs> I had a normal. A week, normal-esque, yeah. like, ish week. Yeah. Um, I worked two days this last week. And then I probably sound a little congested today because <laughs> because you're congested. My life is a little weird right now. I had to like for it's been I don't know when did I work first? Tuesday. Tuesday. So Tuesday night through today, I've been like, "Am I sick? No, I'm not sick. Am I sick? No, I'm not sick. It's true. Must like be every MCAS. Day. I think it's MCAS." What is this? Every day we were supposed to hang out. You're like, I think I might be sick. Yeah. I might not come over. And so I feel like, and I don't feel ill. Yeah. Right. I just wake up with this like just super thick um, in my throat and vocal cords and vocal folds, whatever they are. um, And my sinuses. And so I think at one point in the last week, something happened and I was suddenly able to breathe through my nose again, which I haven't for a while. Um, but now it's like draining all this infect infection, I guess, which is fun. So I think I've had a sinus infection for a bit, which is just so exciting, right? 
It's also been super smoky, so yeah. it absolutely could be that. We sleep at the window open because of the swamp cooler, yep. and then the swamp cooler blows all night. So it absolutely could be MCAS or due to the smoke or who knows what, but I do sound a little bit off today, and that is why. Um, work was fun. I enjoyed it. It's been a while since I've worked like severe needs. Yeah. Um, and then on... So Tuesday was kind of a normal day. Wednesday was fun because I got the like the behavior kid. Yeah, yeah. Not a behavior kid. Super fun. Super sweet. Really funny. Cute kid. You were very excited to talk about I him. I love that. Yeah. Like I'm like, give them to me naughty. Because if you think they're naughty, I think they are like fun. They're mm-hmm. so much fun to work with. Um, so that was really good. What? Uh oh. Oh. I'll have to get into <laughs> what? it on my Uh-oh. recap. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Thursday, I did not work because I had neurology, I think, Mm -hmm. which was actually really good. I had a really good appointment. Um, I actually really like this doctor a lot. And I forget because I only see him once every like three to six months. (laughs) Yeah. So, but we talked about how the dysautonomia has been really bad. And so she gave me this like checklist or like a guideline for managing orthostatic intolerance and, um, hypotension which is really interesting because it just kind of reaffirms all the things that we already do yeah no it's, it's an amazing list right so one of them is like using physical counter maneuvers um and that's like crossing your legs like mine are right now or putting one up on the chair or sitting on your legs or so all of the weird by sitting that we do <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually there's a reason for that yeah um and then he also this is really interesting because if you've been with us for a while you know that i've had um like group therapy and they keep telling me that i'm avoidant yeah i'm not avoidant actually there's a reason that i'm like no i have to keep going all day and then crash at night because people with with um dysautonomia if we stop moving like muscular pumps in our legs and lower body stop pumping Mm -hmm. and then all of our blood settles and so when our blood sinks into our lower half we crash yeah right so there is a reason that i do that yeah well and it makes (laughs) so much because i'm avoidant and we've always described it as a physical problem to get going again right we're like it's not a matter of like i'm tired it's a matter of i can't move yeah like it's so much harder to get started and i like my limbs are heavy and I feel weak and shaky and like all these things. Yeah. He also told me that I need to be drinking two to two and a half liters of water per day. I do that. Which is a lot. I do not do that because stomach hurts. Yeah. A lot all yeah. the time. Uh, speaking of stomach hurting, he also told us that or told me that we should avoid large meals because the blood goes to your gut to aid in digestion. And that's something that we do just kind of naturally anyway. But yeah, super, super interesting to go through. Um, And then he was like, we feel really helpless about dysautonomia because there's not a whole lot we can do. But he also did suggest that if nothing on this list is working or there are all things that we've tried before, um, we could consider an abdominal binder to help return blood to the heart which is funny because i think it was last week or the week before this last week that i was talking about wanting a corset because i'm like i need to hold all this up yeah and if my core isn't actively like holding it all up i just think mm-hmm. 
and it's a problem. And there's a solution for it. Right, exactly. So it was a really good appointment. I was really happy with it. But on my way to my appointment, I got a call that my husband is concussed (laughs) again. So my sister-in-law went and got him. Okay. um, And took him home and he slapped. And it's actually not a really bad one, which is really good because he's had a lot of them. So I was married the right person then. Right. I was like half concerned. But again, okay, here's my thing. Even then, I was like, I could be worried or I could wait for more information. Yeah. And so I put off the worrying until I like know what's happening. Right. Is that avoidant or am I just regulating myself? (laughs) Because like worry is not productive. Would you have made that call? If like you were just in another city, say that it wasn't you weren't you weren't doing something actively. Oh, if I was like kind of sitting by idle. Right. Like if you were just somewhere else and that happened, Mm. would you avoid the feeling or would you? I think I'd be more active in seeking information for sure. But but again, like I wait until I have information. I'm like, it could be really bad and we could be looking at like something like my mother in law Mm -hmm. or it could be super mild and he's got to sleep for a couple days. Right. So. You're not supposed to sleep with a concussion. <laughs> that's it's, what they say, but that's not true. <laughs> sleep with a concussion. Yeah. Your brain needs to sleep. Um, <laughs> they just don't want you to have swelling. Right. <laughs> well, and he smacked like right in the visual. Oh, And man. so he was like, everything was super bright, but he was like totally coherent and sounded like himself mm-hmm. and was like with it he just had physical symptoms which tells me that like okay you just need some like recovery yeah but so i've been keeping eyes on him for the last couple days um and then friday we had group and that sucked (laughs) it was really bad i sat here for it it was really bad it was (laughs) it was not a good time um yeah so it was just like putting all of those worksheets that we've been doing together. That's what we called last week. I rewatched yeah. our episode. And I was like, I was like, I hope it's just them putting it all together. Yes. And that's what it is. It's, yeah. It was like the worksheet you did was basically the formula of putting everything together in one place. Right. But it was, it's boring and it's tedious. And then it went from boring and tedious to like pounding my head against the desk kind of thing. Like I had to turn off my camera because I was like, I can't, I cannot. It was, can't. um. Ooh. No, I was I was paranoid to talk at all because I wasn't watching it happen. I, my face was on the desk for most of it or yeah. the table because I couldn't handle it. But I, I, I wasn't sure when you were unmuted or not. Yeah. No. So like I stayed muted. Like, I was the paranoid that, that you would like accidentally unmute yourself. Oh, God, because I had to check. She had a lot of words. I was ranting and raving and I was like, why are we doing this? We this both is were. so dumb. To be fair, it was really bad because it was just like calling things ableist that are definitely not ableist no um it was just really bad it was really bad the, my problem is that talking about it makes us sound callous <laughs> because yeah, but the problem was that it was a bad example of a problem yeah because they were the girls were more worried about the actual problem instead of working through it right it was just a bad example they should have used something else well and i feel like there should have been more guidance in it yeah because they were like, what What were the two examples? It was, I'm too old to make friends. And then it was, I'm a bad friend because I can't show up the way <clears throat> yeah. society expects me to. And then I put in and was like, 
<clears throat> your friends are not society. <laughs> right. There There's you no go. societal pressure in your friends. Right. And they did not like that. No. Nobody no. nobody liked that. Well, much, most of so. it was you're like, you could just talk to your friends. You could just talk to your friends. Right. Like, on all like, the examples hmm. they had. Yeah. Like I said, it's just a bad example. Right. And you could tell the girls were genuinely just like worried about their friendships and they were like, let's get into this. But Which like and I get that. Yeah. Like I understand because there have been times where I'm like, my friends are moving into deeper friendships without me because I'm not around as much. Right. But on the other end of that, like I can't be upset about that. Right. Well, I mean, I could if I needed to, but I'm also doing that. I'm actively making choices mm -hmm. that are for like looking after myself. Yeah. And I do show up when I can and I do show up where I can. Well, they still invite you to, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, and, and they understand where I'm coming from. These are all people who have probably watched me nearly pass out three to four, five times. Right. Right. So it's not like they don't understand why I'm not showing up. And that was my big thing was like, if they are your friends and they understand like where you're coming from, mm -hmm. this shouldn't be a problem. Like maybe talk to them. Right. Just communicate. <laughs> right. <laughs> or but invite them to come hang out with you and have a pajama party or something. I think what frustrated you most is that you couldn't just say that. Yes. Like, because it had to be <clears throat> about the formula and working through a problem. Right. And it just doesn't work well through the, the, their system because it's right. not a really good stuck point. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. just, it was a it mess. Was just, it wasn't good. But we'll see. Next week might be different. I don't know. It's just annoying and frustrating. And I feel, I, I feel like I'm not being challenged and... Like, I know that's that selfish yeah. of me to be like, challenge me, please. But I'm also bored out of my mind if you don't challenge me. Yeah. Like, I really need the stimulation. It's just the way your group works is so different than mine. Yeah. Well, mine part was, of it's because it's virtual. Yeah. And so there's not that, like, person to person connection. Yeah. You can't, like, yeah. it's you can't just look across the table and mm -hmm. address somebody. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> what I really liked about group was. Yeah being able to talk through other people's problems and like relate yeah. and be like, well, this is what I've been through. Like mm -hmm. it's similar, but I Something did Something similar. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and it's very like, and that's, I think it's because it's pain and PTSD. Yeah. And then they're like, they don't want to trigger people. So they have to keep things really vague, which I don't think helps. Mm -mm. I do not think that that helps. And honestly, like what's, when's a better time to work on skills than when you're triggered? <laughs> No, like you I have a it. bunch of people to help you walk through it right now here we go but i don't know just me don't did not like wasn't my favorite thing no but yeah you had a week <laughs> yes i did i had a very annoying week yeah like we did i, I did the back appointment mm -hmm. which was really obnoxious so like we got there we got there 50 minutes early <clears throat> We get seated into a room uh -huh. an hour and a half later. Oh, my God. An hour and a half later, Dr. Sarai shows up. What? Yeah. I don't know what was going on because there was nobody there. It seemed dead to me. Wow. But I had to wait for I don't know. I don't know why. Because my appointment was at 11, but I didn't get seen until like 1230. What the heck? Yeah. And he, he came in and my spine looks good, which is good. Yeah. Images came back. OK. Yeah. Which is I mean, it's upsetting because I feel like i've wasted time <clears throat> yeah like, chasing this down procedure is so hard yeah oh man i was i felt very defeated mm -hmm. for like an hour <laughs> i got over it 
<laughs> at the time, I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Because now I have to do another nerve study to see if we can find nerve damage in the lower extremities. Yep. Oh, but that was the other thing we learned from my neurologist. Right. Was that, so I've been like wearing holes in myself and not noticing. And I have an entire dead patch in my finger now mm-hmm. from because I dug so deep into it. Um, and talking to the neurologist, he was saying that, especially with Ehlers-Danlos, um, it could be small nerve. What it, What is it? Small nerve fiber neuropathy, that's I think what is what said, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he said that that's often missed in the EMGs. Yeah. And so... If the EMG comes back may, normal, I'm totally going to suggest that. Right. Because small fiber... Oh, a small fiber neuropathy. That's yeah, what it small is. small fiber. Um, but yeah, he was like, that just happens. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing bad. I just wanted to make more progress because, I, yeah. like I said, I could be working on my elbows have been a problem, my knees. My knees really need work. They won't touch your elbows. I know they won't. It's the worst. But I want them to. I know. Please. Touch my elbows, please. Yeah. Please. Um. But it wasn't bad. It was just obnoxious. That yeah. that time sink. Yeah. Like all the well, all it's the all stuff. hurry up and wait. Yeah. And then you have to wait again and again and again. Oh, that was the other thing with my surgeon. Hmm. I didn't get to see a surgeon. Oh yeah. Even though I told them to schedule me with a surgeon, and so on Monday I went in, and it was not a surgeon. And she was like, "Let's order an MRI and then set a date." for you to see the surgeon mm-hmm. i can't make that date by the way so i have to call and change that god it's been a fucking struggle for you i just want them to cut the shoulder open and fix it that's yeah. all i need so mm. fun times yeah uh let's see that was tuesday mm-hmm. i didn't see anyone else until yesterday i did i did the editing which was nice got yep. that done i've been fighting the fucking um fatigue so hard this week yes like oh i was also at a concerta <laughs> oh yeah for, that like, does not days. help at all for some reason it wasn't getting approved by insurance <laughs> for like three days so we got that sorted but i was fighting the fatigue like actively like gotta force myself to do things now yeah and once i got into the editing it was good you rage cleaned one I day did. i think I it was wednesday yeah 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 because that was the day i edited edited yep and i don't know it was good then i saw the dentist yesterday (laughs) this is where the story gets real fun so i went in we were supposed to do an extraction supposed to be simple right yeah just go in extract you're done simple yep simple yep what's funny is that the the nurse that was helping Uh uh-huh she said um Oh, this will be an easy one. And then she's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that because every time I say that, I jinx it. Way to go. So. Dental assistant. They pull, they pull the tooth and they're, they're looking at the tooth like, okay, it's not decayed too bad. Like it wasn't salvageable, but it wasn't infected or anything. Right. So I didn't need to, well, I'm doing antibiotics now. I didn't at the time. Yeah. But they also, they're looking at the site and they had like, oh, breathe in your mouth for a little bit. And so I breathe through my mouth. They're like, look, you can see the sinus moving because they could see the bottom of my sinus membrane the yep. whatever it's called yep. there's a very specific name i found out about last night i can't remember it though um so i'm Mucosa. like whatever yeah so i go home and i wait like a really long time i was like an hour and a half before i took the gauze out and i took it out gently mm-hmm. you know so i didn't undo a clot or anything right take it out throw it away rinse very gently you know no spitting or anything yeah i was very delicate 
whatever. And then I noticed that there was a bubble in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What the? What? It's the weirdest feeling. My cheek had a bubble in it. And I was like, why won't it go away? Like, I was so confused and, the, and it kind of stopped for a bit and then it came back. And I'm, so I was sitting in here mm-hmm. getting ready for our live. And I'm like, I yep. took, I sighed and then I felt air <laughs> coming through my nose and through this hole in my mouth. And I'm like, what? So I close my mouth and I breathe out through my nose and my cheeks puff up. Yep. It was, oh, it was bad. Yep. <laughs> and it hurt so bad because it was drying it out. Yeah. So apparently they just full on punctured it. Yep. There's just a hole. And I didn't do anything. I didn't eat. I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I was, I did everything right. Yeah. I babied it. Yep. <laughs> I'm good with gentle, like gentle babying after dental. Right. So I'm like, oh shoot. I like, I'm still swollen and I can barely talk. Uh-huh. everything's numb <laughs> and i'm like oh no so i messaged messaged you yep and you were like guess who's got a punctured sinus yeah this guy yeah and i messaged jen because she was at work but i needed her to call because i couldn't i could not talk i could kind of talk you're not gonna understand okay. me um so she takes a break she calls the receptionist tells her it's normal no. um and jen jen oh man when she was telling me about it last night she was like i was like no this is not normal. I've had plenty of extractions. Yep. I know what's normal. Yeah. This is not normal. Oh, and I, I told you, I was like, I will even call. Yeah. Like, I will call if I have to. Oh, because totally. that's not okay and they can't leave you like that. Right. That's ridiculous. So, <laughs> so I get, I, I, I get a call from the dentist herself. She calls um, after Jen calls them and has her fight. Yep. And she's like, so what's going on? And I tell her about what's going on. She's like, oh, um, how about you come in and we'll, we'll take a look at that. Yep. Um, and I'm, it was after hours, too. Uh-huh. Like, they were closed when we went in. Yep. Which, I, I mean, it was nice of them. But right. anyway, so I'm, I'm leaving the room. And then right as I get to the bottom of the stairs, Karina walks in. Yep. And I'm like, Karina, I need a favor. And you look terrified. You're I was like, like what? <laughs> what happened? What's wrong? Because everybody was at the door. So it was you, our grandfather, and your kiddo. Yeah all standing at the door and i was like oh my god what happened so what i went i went out of my room sophie came running down the stairs after me because she mm-hmm. wanted to talk about going to eat out at a restaurant yep bapa was coming to talk about something but i never found out because i was like i gotta go i gotta go to and the he's dentist like bleeding from the mouth this whole time yeah no profusely there was blood all over the place oh my god i keep wiping blood off my mouth <clears throat> and then I, you know, I know i'm like i need a ride to southlands i need to go and get this taken care of and then so you drove me yep we went there right away we got there super quick yeah i don't um, think i even made it into the house no you told me what was happening and i was like okay cool let's go yeah we no we bailed. and we left and we went to southlands yeah and she we we get in she she ushers us in because they were waiting for us yeah which was nice i appreciate that they took the time right um because i mean they made an accident but it's not like i was gonna do anything and be like oh i'm gonna sue you uh-huh I'm pretty sure I waived those rights anyways when you signed because that's probably considered yeah, it's like, like a risk. Yeah, whatever. Um, but she goes in, she looks at it and she's like, wow, that's a there's a hole there. I'm like, yep. And it hurts really bad. Every time I breathe, it's blowing air like, over are, it. Are you in pain? And you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, well, and to be fair, I didn't, wasn't like, oh, no, it hurts. No, but it hurt. It did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she puts a well, what is it? Not a cartilage. Um, collagen. Collagen block. Yep in the hole it's like a little it's like a, a patch thin thing. little yeah. membrane patch like what you'd use to like patch a tire or yeah something. it really looked like that yeah so she puts that in and then she sh- sews it shut and afterwards she tells us you know 
<laughs> I'm glad you came in. It really needed it. Yeah. Like, but at first, the oh, funny yeah, part was that got, she she was like trying to edge around it, like they didn't do it and they weren't responsible. Yeah. Like when I left, it wasn't like this. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I don't know what happened because like we we watched it and it was just fine." And then she goes on to be like, oh, there's such a nice little clot here that I'm going to have to take out. And I was like, baloney. Dude. <laughs> if there was a nice little clot there, the air wouldn't be going through it. Right. No. And it, <laughs> I'm glad at the end she admitted that it needed. Yeah. It. Like, <laughs> otherwise I would have been like, oh, this was pointless. But so she then she's like, I'm going to write you a prescription for amoxicillin and Tylenol threes. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, cool. Whatever. We take that. We go. I come home because I'm done with yeah. the day, but I'm not. I wanted to do the live so bad. Oh yeah! By the way, thank oh, you, did. Tater Tot and Crystal, for being mm-hmm. in the live last night. That was so good. It thank was a you. lot of fun. It was. Yeah, it was a good way to like wind down. Yeah. after that nonsense. I needed it. Oh my god! <laughs> I was still bleeding too as we were sitting here doing uh-huh. live. I'm just like whatever. Um, anyway, so I go to fill the prescription today, and she didn't fill out the number of pills on mm-hmm. the Tylenols, so I just have my amoxicillin. And instead of like making a big deal about it, I'm just so burned out on this whole yeah. thing that I'm just like, whatever, it's just be done with it. Yeah. So that was my last 24 hours. Yeah. But you've messaged David and yeah, yeah. we're going to work on making sure that you yeah. have appropriate management for it all. And then they didn't even give you a bite block or anything. Like, oh, no. They didn't they put glasses like, on me. Held like, your mouth open with sheer force. Yeah. And they and didn't then manhandled the crap out of you. Well, and I could tell too, yeah, because you do the same thing I do in the chair, where yep. you cross everything. You yep. like cross your arms, cross your ankles, yep. and you just sit and you're like, don't react at all, because then it becomes a game. And this is the thing about the dentist: is a lot of the time with Ellers Danlos, we don't numb well. Nope. We are hard to numb, and it's hard for us to stay numb. Roy has the same problem. Yeah. Yeah, he had an yeah. extraction two weeks ago and yeah. he had the same problem they had to numb him up oh, uh, halfway man. through and then mm-hmm. again yeah because we don't we don't stay numb no. and we don't numb up well at all yeah but it's i was in a rush great. yeah so i was like well, i just want to get it over with that's the game eventually is like do i sit here for a hundred years while they try to numb it and fail or do i pretend to be numb and we get it over with really quickly yeah and then Which is we pick that option I've, i'm just glad you picked up on it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny to me because yeah that's what i do that's how i've always done it like uh-huh. cross everything and then yeah. you just and then you're like i'm just gonna tune out yep. and then the body doesn't get to react to the pain at all yeah and then when it gets really painful you can see everything like just tense up. up yeah but then you can see like the the like very intentional release again. yeah they're like oh i tensed now calmly uh-huh. you're like okay hold on let's let everything out again oh yeah the funniest part about the whole thing was when they were working on me <laughs> And they were such well, okay, two things. Oh my god. They were god. suctioning out everything, right? The the nurse put the suction into the hole, so it was pulling air through it and it was tickling the back of my nose. So I was either gonna cough, sneeze, I was gonna react in some fashion. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to signal to them that I'm having some sort of reaction. And they're like, What? Are you in pain? And I'm like, No. And I'm trying to like tell them, but the suction's in my mouth. And I'm like, <sighs> it was it was a mess. Because yeah, he's holding up a finger and they're like, What? what what while still in the mouth like they didn't even stop to be like what's going on but yeah finally got their attention and the the other thing that happened was oh my god the the, 
<laughs> the assistant was was doing her thing with like getting it prepped. Yeah. And the, the dentist wasn't paying attention. Oh god. And she raised the chair. So everything went down my throat. <laughs> yeah. I have that fun, happened. I have fun dentist adventures. Oh god. That was the <laughs> So yeah, you just—I was watching it all happen, and they, she's like in your mouth, and then the chair just comes up, and it came up quick too. Yeah. So you just had like this like invasive gag happening. Yeah. Oh god, it was fun. Yesterday sucked, and then when everything wore off last night because they double numbed it, and she had to like scrape up the site to get the blood to clot again. Yep. So she—it was just so painful. Fresh in the edges, dude. Yeah. I was. I was in pain. It was not nice. No, after we did nice. the live, I went upstairs, laid down, and I, then it started. And I was like, oh, no. Right, because the numbing starts wearing off, and then it just burns, and mm -hmm. then all the pain comes through, and then... Yeah. It was not a good time. Better And today. then your poor ice pack. Oh, yeah. They gave me one of those, like, pop it and shake it ice packs, and uh -huh. I, I, I popped it. I was about to do it. I got the phone call and left. Yep. Got home. Ice pack is hot. Like, yep. Great. Great. It was not a good time, no. but we got it taken care of, and thank goodness we did because that was not good. And you were bleeding, and it was hours and hours later. Yeah, because I came over and it was probably like four fifteen, four thirty mm -hmm. at this point, probably closer. Yeah, it was like four, like four fifteen ish. Yeah, yeah. And then we were out of there by five, so they were really quick. Oh, the funniest part for me was during our live, so they forgot to give him any kind of post-op <laughs> yeah. instructions at yep. all. And so this dentist calls him from her cell phone yep. to give him post-op instructions. Yep. She, she was like, don't sneeze with your mouth closed. Make sure that you don't put pressure on it. Um, no suction. Do you suction. know what Sudafed is? Um, <laughs> Sudafed. And I was like, yes, I, I know what Sudafed is. I'll take Sudafed. Like, I, I don't mind. It was just oh, such, so many It errors. was a mess. It was a comedy of errors left and right. Yeah. And it's, I swear it's because that the assistant was all like, this will be normal and easy. Right. Well, and my whole problem is, is that, and I had Medicaid for a very short amount of time, so I could be totally off base here, but people treat people with Medicaid way worse probably and with way less regard yeah it's just it's not nice it's not okay <laughs> it's not okay yeah and so our topic today is going to be medical trauma and how we cope with all of that because we've all had horrendous experiences yeah and dental is a big one just in general yeah she wonders why she's like why don't you go to the dentist more often like because it's never good. No, it's always awful. And she she has seen you four times and was like, what's EDS? Yeah. No, I tell her every time and she doesn't listen. No. And then she just berates me. Oh, you know, you, your teeth are so bad. It's right. Like, I know. Like, it's your fault. I'm aware. I've yeah. been proactively trying to keep them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to keep my teeth, please. Right. Well, and I've got four missing. Um, one crown, one root canal that's not crowned and it's just a hole in yeah. my tooth right now so it's it's definitely eds plays a big role mm -hmm. in how our teeth are <laughs> taken care of or not taken care of yeah but yeah dental is a big one for medical trauma i think what's interesting though is that she wasn't like mean about any of it like i'm sure she felt bad that it happened yeah like they were very accommodating mm-hmm 
but <laughs> but they the were Russian time, too. Yeah, yeah, there were so many like things that went wrong that shouldn't yeah. have gone wrong. Yeah, I just I don't understand. Right. Well, and then she got splashed in the face at one point and was like personally offended. Like I was watching her, and you could see she was like this close to melting down. <laughs> and then she was like, "It's the end of the day. It's fine." I yeah. like it was your fault because the assistant splashed her in the face <laughs> with mouth water. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, it's not like I spit on her. Right. Yeah. So they, there is this like air of inconvenience, I guess. Mm-hmm. But also like, oh, we got to fix our problem because we made this problem and we don't need the bad publicity. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Well, it's not like we said where it is or who. Yeah, it's definitely. That's <laughs> it. That would be it's a dentist a dentist in Southlands you never know who I don't know it takes yep. Medicaid that's not hard to figure out if anyone wants to like figure it out right. not hard yeah but it's just oh it's a mess it's a mess yeah dental is the worst and dental is the one that I avoid yeah so I do like one procedure every year because that's all my insurance will cover mm-hmm. and then not even cover because I still wound up paying seven hundred dollars yeah. for the root canal and crown, yeah. and that's all we did this year. And then I'm like, "What? What happened to insurance is going to cover whatever, whatever?" And then they're like, "Oh, it should," and then it doesn't, and they know it doesn't. Like yeah. somebody somewhere in this office knows it does not. Right. But it's just I feel like it. <sighs> Dental is such a scam. Mm-hmm. Just in general. And dental insurance is a scam. I don't understand why having a tooth pulled um, is more expensive than my surgeries yeah. have been. That's unbelievable and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And dentists have no problem just being absolutely horrible to patients. True. <laughs> like, no problem being also, horrible to patients. why do they always talk about what they're doing over the weekend or what they did over the weekend? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Is it is it part of procedure? Because I don't know. There's no way that in the middle of the week, in the middle of the day, that's the first time they've had this conversation with each other. But every time I go in and see them, they're like, what What did you do last weekend? Or what are you going to do this weekend? Yeah. There's, to like there's the no way that that's, that's yeah. just coincidence that that always happens. God, it's awful. And if you have a good dentist, you have a horrible assistant. Oh. And if you have a good assistant, you have a horrible dentist. And that it's just not good and it's never been good and i've never had a good experience with a dentist i have ever i have had one good experience have you yeah dr shanks shanks fucking love that guy where i don't remember oh no he was in the long long ago i had one ex oh well okay we're talking like 2010 oh yeah it's been a long time i did have one good dentist but then they charged me out the nose yeah Jen found one that her insurance so, covers that has really good ratings. So we're oh, going to try and set up there. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They're like, when was the last time you saw a dentist? And you're like, I see one every year, but not the same one every year. Nope. Always someone Because <laughs> I'm always trying to find someone who's not horrendous. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no wonder people become avoidant. Yeah. <clears throat> and no it's joke. not, especially with EDS, because we have weird quirks. We really need them to understand where we are coming from. Yeah. And they don't most of the time. No. Well, and it's one of our notes on here is accommodations from providers, right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like 
I'm partly to blame for this in some situations for not being more forceful about getting accommodated. Oh, yeah. You know, or making it clear that I have this thing. Yeah. Like, I or tell what them. it requires. Right, right. I yeah. let them know what's going on, but they don't go, oh, okay, and know exactly what to do. Right. So, right. I mean, other than telling them that I need, like, more numbing or stuff like that along yeah. that line, I feel like I should be more, like, vocal about it. Usually... I mean, the last couple times they've given me paperwork that's like, what would you like them to know? Yeah. And I have like, yeah. I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. I'm hard to numb and I don't stay numb. And I make sure that that's on there. And then anytime they're like, anything else we should know, I tell them outright. Right. Make sure that it's said. I'm like, I will just sit here and tolerate it if you don't numb me. Yes. And I mean, to be fair, the last couple times because I've done that, um, I get numbed in the roof of my mouth. Yeah, which helps a lot yeah. and stays numb much better and is much more reliable, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah, that self-advocation is hard, especially when you don't feel like you're being heard. Yeah. Because then you just want to bail out. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, fine. I'm going to shut down and let you do whatever. And then we just suck it up. But that's that's the thing. Like, who's <clears throat> it on? Is it my fault for not saying it or theirs for not picking it up? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as it's providers, be a street. yeah. I mean, it, to an extent, mm-hmm. but as providers, it's their job to make sure that they are providing quality care. Yeah. And dentists don't seem to care. No. Well, they. It does. It might just be my experiences because I have like Medicaid or whatever. But it's always a like a. It's like getting a tire change. You go mm-hmm. in and they're just like, quick, quick, let's get this over with mm-hmm. and move on, so that mm-hmm. they can get to the next person. So I don't know. What I don't appreciate is the guilt. Oh, no. Where they're like, what did you do to your mouth? And you're like, I didn't do anything. My favorite thing that she says is she's like, what happened to this tooth? When did this happen? And then I'll be like, last week it cracked and now it hurts. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, but <clears throat> there's been decay here. It's like, yes, I know. Great. I was aware of that. Yeah. But did I not disclose it to you well enough? Was I not like. Right. Like you're was, hiding it's things. It's been decaying since I was born, you see. <laughs> I've had it for this many years. <laughs> I put a fissure in it <laughs> 17 months ago. Yeah. And then I ate all the sugar. And then I broke it. Mm-hmm. You see. Yeah. It's not nice. And I I get accommodated better now at like my primary care. Yeah. Like uh, she cuz she's interested in it too. Dr. Bomba's like, "Tell me more about it." Yeah. Or like she she when I went to see her last, she had a horrible back pain. Oh, no. Like, apparently she sat in a bad position at a conference for too long. Yeah. And, like, she literally could not oh, stand up God. or sit down. Like, it took her a while to get comfy when sitting. Oh. I felt so bad for her. Like, and she was like, I get it. I, I feel your pain. And I was like, yeah. no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to my world of nonsense. I just like that she's self-aware enough to, you know what I mean? Right. To, like, put the comparison. Mm-hmm. That was the other interesting thing about... And this is like the sharp contrast in this last week was when I saw my neurologist, I mentioned um, mast cell activation and its role in dysautonomia. And instead of like shooting me down or whatever, he was like, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it. Like I haven't thought about how that might affect it. Um, I'm going to do some research and see what that might look like. And I was like... You're gonna do research. I'm gonna what? learn. What? Didn't you get a doctor once who, who was upset what? about, or maybe it was an ER doc, who was like, "I don't Google things," or is that Jen? 
that wasn't me i think it must have been jen yeah or it was like a story we read i don't remember but i do know what you're talking right? about like where it was like they were just horrible and they decided whoa was it wasn't it this oh yeah it might yes okay so there is a facebook post that is just the most horrendous thing and i literally that i don't advocate for putting in like filing complaints a lot mm -hmm. because it reflects badly on us and yeah. then we wind up punished for it right yeah but this one was intense um i'm gonna let you read it if that's okay sure um <coughs> so we have linda <clears throat> who posted not too long ago uh yeah. completely beside myself yesterday i went to see my normal pa to renew my pain meds then he says to me it says here that you have marfan syndrome nowhere is it written that there is pain associated with that i said well there there is and i have eds he replied well where is your pain you should not have any <laughs> what are you going to do what are you going to do come here and get your pain meds renewed for for the rest of your life that one bothers me a lot that what are you gonna do try to be comfortable for forever Ever? i said if i didn't i would be suicidal he responds oh so you take pain meds because you're suicidal <sighs> i was trying to be so calm <laughs> good on you like oh i was like i'm shocked that in this day and age you haven't done research on it you can easily look online and read about that <laughs> that it's painful that it's a painful disorder he says right. i don't get my medical information from google wow yep what is sc scarier is that he is the only PA and still refuses to learn anything from the internet. Right. I was trying hard all day yesterday and not to let it get me down. I'm just so thankful that I have this page. Yeah. Holy but crap. Can you imagine? And I'm sorry, that's not even a doctor. No. That's a PA mm -hmm. who is telling you about your condition that you live with and then refusing to correct his errors. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying terrifying that that is allowed to like continue and it's so frustrating and this is what we come up against is people who don't believe a in the syndrome or b that it comes with all the things it comes with right because it is a painful situation like just because i can dislocate without breaking doesn't mean it feels good no well and then there's the the whole outlook that we're collecting diagnoses right. like oh you're just you're getting you're one of those it's sorry it comes yeah. with it if my my connective tissue mm -hmm. is not working in all of me why would i not have other problems that are right. systemic like, right well and people who know eds know what it comes with and yeah. they've like that's why i know that it's called the unholy trinity mm -hmm. <laughs> of ehlers danlos mast cell activation and generally pots but dysautonomia mm -hmm. of some kind right yeah <laughs> It's just, it's terrifying that those people, can you imagine somebody who, A, didn't have support or was already like in a really bad place? Can you imagine how they would go home? No, yeah, no. Like, I, it reminds me of when that happened to me, when you go to your normal pain management, mm -hmm. be it like your doctor or your, your clinic, yeah, somewhere that you go for your pain management mm -hmm. and then to have them tell you, oh, you're not in pain <laughs> or to have not them apologize real. because you're in pain yeah oh i'm sorry for him <laughs> oh yeah apologize to the people who have to deal with you yeah i'm sorry that's that what my um mother-in-law's going through is like like people being like apologizing to the people who are affected by her injury 
Oh my god. Instead dude. of like you are affected by your yeah. injury. It's more like your injury is inconveniencing everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And you need to think about that. What? My God. Can we take care of the people who are not having a good time? Like, why is that like not first on your list? <clears throat> but disgusting, disgusting. And I know it happens to other people. Yeah. And it's happened to me via emails mm-hmm. where I've had, I've had to email my pain management and go, hey, I just busted a tooth. My entire cheek and sinus are swollen and I'm not having a good time. My jaw's dislocated from the last like round of dental, blah, blah, blah. And then being like getting a response from someone who's not your doctor yeah. saying, um, I don't think you need that. Also, the research says Tylenol does better with tooth pain. And you're like, it's not tooth pain. Thank you. Also, you're not my doctor. Please don't respond to their emails. Yeah. Um, other than to say they're out of town. They will be back this time right when because that's the thing like i don't want those emails to appear as red yeah because then my provider is not getting that email Mm -hmm. because you intercepted it and decided for someone you've never met yeah what's best for them (laughs) and undermining their provider it's that medical trauma there specifically that gives me um the crazy anxiety when i go into pain management specifically yeah because sometimes like david won't be there and they'll have someone else there you never know it could happen because it's happened to me like twice now where i've gone in to my normal place where they know me Mm -hmm. and had some new person say oh well you don't really have this problem right it's not it's not worthy of pain meds right right so I do. Like, I, I go in. That's not a pain condition. I go to my clinic that I love with the people that I love, mm-hmm. like my whole team, right. and I have anxiety. Like I have this panic just ready. Right, because it's this whole thing where you like you've built up a trust with somebody, mm-hmm. but then you never know when or where the carpet's going to be like ripped out from under you. Right. Exactly. You're like, how long is that going to last? Are they going to leave? Are they on vacation? God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And that shouldn't be a problem. It should just be like, let's look at your notes from last time and do exactly what they did last time. Do that. Remove your ego from my medical care. Yeah. Please. And thank you. Because if you're not my doctor, I don't want to hear from you about what you think about my pain medication right. or my situation absolutely i don't want to hear it because <laughs> i've i've had people like there have been times where i had to go into the clinic because i'm trying to remember one of them oh my neck was really screwed up and i could like literally hear the things grinding against each other yeah and i went in and i was, he was like what what are you doing for it blah 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 and then they do an x-ray and of course they don't find anything because it's an x-ray mm-hmm. and then they're like you're fine also I think you need to do some like breathing exercises and you're like I'm gonna throw you out a window (laughs) defenestration here we go let me show you my coping skills list let's see what I do to deal with this and and then tell me if I need to breathe oh my god like you you have no idea what I'm coming to the table with I hate that so don't talk to me about my plan that I've made with my doctor that I've worked with for years Mm -hmm. and don't undermine shit like it's not up to you yeah also with accommodations because that's on there Mm -hmm. i 
I have habits that are kind of like accommodations for going to like urgent care or seeing new docs and stuff where mm. you don't want to seem a certain way, right? So oh, like yeah. you you have this like there's a stigma to what I'm doing for care. Uh -huh. So I have to present it just right and fully explain my condition. Mm -hmm. And then it sounds like I'm a web MDer because mm -hmm. I'm talking about yeah all the crazy shit that comes with right. EDS just How so they understand. How dare you be well informed? Right. That bothers me a lot. Yeah, well, you have to you have to come in and it's like you said, it's what she's always said, but it's what we do. You have to kind of be like, here's here's some stuff. And then they have to go, oh, I think it's this, because if it's their idea, then it's, you know yeah, what I mean? You have to do the ego stroke. Exactly. First. Like, yeah. like uh, here's what I have. And they're like, oh, yes, quite. Yeah, indeed. Not like I have this exact thing. And they're like, um, no. how do you know? Like, yeah. Right. Who diagnosed you? Like. Right? A doctor? I was afraid when I was with the neurologist because he was like, who's managing your dysautonomia? And I was like, nobody. Yeah. And I was worried he was going to be like, well, then how do you know you have it? But then he was he turned around and was like, OK, sometimes cardiologist cardiology manages it and sometimes we do. But I'm going to tell you, we feel really helpless when it comes to that one. Mm -hmm. But he like leveled with me right, no, he, he and was a it. human with me and addressed my concerns. Yeah. And that... Like that shouldn't be rare, unusual, right? <laughs> it shouldn't be the exception. Why is that like, oh my God, he's amazing in my brain instead of like, this is the standard of care. This mm -hmm. is how we should be treating people. Yeah. <clears throat> Just gross. It's gross. You thinking break time? Yeah, we could take a break. Okay. All right, my friends, what do we need to do? Um, I need to do my chores. So <laughs> I'm not going to do, do them I need to do my break. homework. You do need I'm to do not doing my homework. I can't print it out, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, but you should drink water. Yes. Eat something if you can mm -hmm. or need to, you know, because sometimes you have to eat when you don't want to. Yeah. I hate that. Right. That is the worst. That's me. Anytime I have to work out, I'm like, I have to put protein in my body yeah. first. Dang it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you need to take your meds yep. if you have not or if you need to um, have a snack because you're a snack. Yeah. Like, just do that mm -hmm. and then do something that feels good for you today the weather is kind of crummy so i don't know that i will see any sunlight but i will do something that feels good for me so punching me in the face no that would hurt my knuckles oh i'm going to use a tool okay okay well all right there we go <laughs> going on break great <laughs> wonderful um in the meantime take care of you and we will see you in a moment bye bye Fantastic Pains now has merch. I know we've been promising it for a while, but it is here. Um, you can find our stuff at fantastic-pains.creator-spring.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, wine coolers, I guess you can call them, and my very favorite backpack. So take a minute, go check us out. Welcome back. For reals this time. Yes. <laughs> we got interrupted. Yes. Sidetracked <laughs> by many messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you do your break? I hope you did. Drink some water. We we got to we got to see some sunlight, which was nice. Yeah. Very nice. I did not expect that because it was gross this morning. <laughs> I thought it was going to be overcast all day. But Me too. We're good. And we have yet to see like real rain, which is annoying. So whatever. 
Um, what are we gonna get into in the second half? Um, I don't remember. Oh, we were gonna talk about documentation. Yes, and the importance. And this goes in with the medical trauma because sometimes we see providers who like to prejudge us, um, and that's how we wind up with things like over-medicated in our file. Guilty. Or conversion in our file. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is the worst. I hate when that happens. Mm -hmm. I also hate when that happens because it's never a psychiatrist. Right. Who is diagnosing that. So I'm like, what? How how do you know what this is? You don't know. You're just mad at me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I asked for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's kind of two aspects to documentation as I've written them down here. One of which is making sure that doctors are documenting the correct things. Yes. Um, as well as knowing when to make sure that they document or ask like explicitly that they document. Um, And that's for refusals specifically. So if a provider is refusing to give you a referral or um, a scan that you've requested, um, asking them to document that can change their mind pretty quickly. Really? Yes. (laughs) I haven't had to do that before. I haven't either, but I've heard lots of stories of people who are like, if they refuse to give you what you need. Yeah. Um, make sure you say, okay, can you please document your your refusal refusal in my file? And usually they will turn around and give you what you need. Nice. But it's also one of those, like, this is going to be a trump card. Make sure you use it wisely. Yeah. Because you don't want to tick off a provider that you're seeing on the regular. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, that's how we wind up with those kind of tags in our file, which is not nice. Um Especially if you are on TikTok, check out some nurse talk and you will see some of those kind of code language words in there. Yeah. Where they will use to notify that a patient is difficult or. I want to know. I need to learn all of that because I'm sure I've been labeled as difficult. I don't know, though, because you I don't know. I bring Jen with me. Oh, that's true. So I'm like a difficult patient because Jen won't take shit. Yeah. Which is good. Because some of us need a lot more help in, like, advocating for ourselves. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard to be like, no, this is what I need, and I need you to follow through with it. When they're like, no, yeah, <laughs> just kidding. That's not actually what's happening here, and your ideas are stupid, and you should stop using Google. Yeah. Oh, my Which God. Which bothers me in general. It bothers me that you should not know about your own condition. Right. Like, in what world does that make sense as to, like, being uneducated on your own? All the good doctors will appreciate that you know stuff. Right. Like, all my team love that I know what's going on and I can update them kind of using the correct terminology. Right. Like, I'm able to describe things accurately. Right. They love that. Yeah. But they're also not, like, predisposed with, like, ideas of who I am. Yes. Which is wonderful. Right. Well, and it's like when I saw my neurologist and he was totally willing to take me at my word when I was talking about MCAS affecting the dysautonomia. And he was like, that's really interesting. Um, I hadn't thought about it. I'll, I'll do some research and find out what that is like. Yeah. Because that is not a typical experience. I don't think for Mm. a lot of people to have a doctor take you at your word, first of all, and then second of all, want to do research to better help you. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of 
some stories where we found some icky things in the files. Well, like you said, um, I was labeled as over-medicated yeah. from one of the ER visits that I didn't know about because I didn't, I've never checked my record. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of afraid to at this point. Right. Well, and that's the but thing you is- you need to know what's on it. Exactly. Is that a lot of us don't know what's on our record. Like you don't know what's in your notes or your doctor's notes or mm-hmm. the PA's notes or the nurse's notes or, and especially in emergency, I think that that is where a lot of those really hard notes come from because the emergency room is so, I don't want to say jaded, but they, I think they experience a lot more drug seeking behavior than other practices do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, people will go in there when they're just detoxing in general. Right. So you see a lot of, like, abuse of the emergency systems. Yeah. And then that is kind of personalized <laughs> by the emergency doctors and nurses, um, which can be a problem if you are someone who goes in and is not a drug seeking or be, be like difficult or abusing the system. And you're there for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um because otherwise, like, you're taken as a hypochondriac mm-hmm. or you're taken as, like, a WebMDer or drug seeking is a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, I really try to avoid the emergency department as a whole. But even I've seen it happen in, like, gastro with specialists. Oh, yeah. Where they don't understand your file. They haven't read your file. And then you come in and you're like, I have these problems. And they're like, oh, I was looking through your med list. And I saw that you have Percocet. Therefore, that's what's causing your gut problems. Have a nice day. Yep. Oh, my God. And you're like, um, no. So much more. So much more than that. Yeah. Oh, I but hate it's that hard. Stuff. It's yeah. hard. A lot of people, like, they quit at that point instead of turning that conversation back around. And I had a couple doctors that I quit with because, I don't know, you can always just tell where you're like, this is not going to be a good relationship. Right. And I don't, I'm not going to see this person again because they've already decided and made up their mind. Yeah. So in the first half, we read that uh, post from Facebook. Yeah. And oh that, my God. that's a huge one. Like that's a perfect example of the things that we come across. Um, especially having invisible illness. And if you have any invisible illness, I think you could probably relate to this where a, it's hard to get a diagnosis and B it's hard to explain your diagnosis when people are jaded or they've made up their mind, especially if you have to defend your diagnosis, right? Like who did it? When did they do it? What did they, what did you tell them? (laughs) Like, yeah, I've had that question before. Really? Yeah. They asked me what I said to the doctor. What diagnosis was it? It was 3DS. What the heck? Yeah. Like there's like a magic password you can give them. Right. Like, like I said something sneaky. I lied a lot. (laughs) My body also lied. I definitely can't put my thumb to my wrist or bend my pinky all the way back. Like none of those things. The pinky isn't part of the, the score, but you know. Yes, it is. Not anymore. I took it off. You took it off? Yeah, just now. Oh. Good. I've replaced it with um, index finger bending all the way back. It has to touch the back of your hand or it doesn't count. Oh, no. Oh, God. Guys, I don't have EDS anymore. I'm worried that that's what's going to happen, actually. Oh, (laughs) that they're going to change the criteria? Yeah. But you have it in your file as a diagnosis. 
Yes. And I think at this point, because you have two siblings who are diagnosed, I think at that point you would be grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah. In a way. You know what I mean? Like doctors can look at you and be like, okay, so you don't have a geneticist's diagnosis, but everyone else (laughs) siblings who are in that box. Well, I mean, I have a geneticist diagnosis of something similar. Right. But now we can be like, oh, but we know what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Because he didn't believe in EDS. No. He doesn't believe in HEDS. And he believes in fairies, I bet. <laughs> Fight the fairies. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> He's the worst, not the nicest human being. Where were we? We were talking about medical oh, trauma. But, yeah, but you're... Uh, my diagnosis your diagnosis my tiktok of something similar your tiktok technically technically you're technically diagnosed (laughs) but you have eds whether or not it's on paper or not yeah like that doesn't make or break what is happening within your own body right and it bothers me that providers don't put more stock into our knowledge of our own flesh because i live in here every day like mm-hmm. literally every day of my life i live inside of this body well like sit, telling them that you know when the tooth extraction was going wrong and they were like oh it's normal and you're like no it's it's not though so yeah there's a lot of weird stuff happening and they're like right yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the dentist about it but yeah no i'm pretty sure that's normal you're supposed to have a hole that goes straight into your sinuses it's a good plan yeah no no right it's obnoxious mm-hmm and i don't like that there's like a stigma against being knowledgeable yeah no absolutely that's what like we were saying in the first half like Mm -hmm. having to lead them along till they come to the conclusion that you have right but that takes like a practice and And be like energy to be like okay let me try to get you to where i'm already at yeah no if i have no spoons that day there's no way that's happening i'm just gonna be like i have this and they'll be like oh no i'll be like okay Well, and there's some providers that, like, you know, as soon as you meet them, you're like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. And they're not going to listen to anything I have to say, no matter what it is. I always want to know what it is about my file or me that makes them react that way. Right. Like, sometimes you can tell, but sometimes I've, I've, like, met them and I don't, like, I don't, why, why are they acting like this towards me? Yeah. Is it just a bad day for you? Right. Or did I do something? Yeah. Well, it's like when I saw the gastro. Gastro has always been so hard because, again, it's that like, oh, you're taking Percocet. Clearly, that's what's like, that's why you're constipated. And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, but no, because I would have to be taking it at a much more frequent rate and a much more regular rate to achieve that side effect. Thank you very much. Right. But it's hard to explain to them when you're like, I have... And at the time, I think it was when we were doing the 24 over three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like 24 pills over three months, three months. That's not a lot. That's eight pills a month. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. That's not enough to do Jack. Right. That's a rescue medication that I use incredibly infrequently because I need to bail out sometimes. Yeah. But with gastro, it's always so difficult because the first couple times I was talking about, oh my God, I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, it was like the spasming in my mm-hmm. gut where I was like, I'm I'm like throwing up or like regurgitating yeah. food yeah. all the time. And she was like, 
oh, well, sometimes people have a sensitive gag reflex. And I'm like, okay, but there's not no gagging. gagging involved. No, I'm not gagging. I do that all the time. Right. The, it just, it's the GERD. It just, you shoot up whatever's in your stomach. Uh-huh. And then she was like, oh, it's heartburn. And I'm like, no, oh. it's food coming back up. <laughs> do you know where the back of your throat is? Do you know what your tongue feels like? Uh-huh. Now imagine stuff coming from your stomach going to your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but then you like. You have to lead them along. And then my the worst is when they pick one symptom and stick to, to obsess about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Where yeah. They're like, oh, you have this. Therefore. So my first neurologist was like that. So they yep. took it as migraines first, which I was like, but there's literally no headache, mm-hmm. like literally like no headache, no aura. It's all physical and like it's in, in my body. And she was obsessed with migraines and that was the only thing that she could get to and then the next time i saw her oh i can't remember what the next one was it was super weird though because again like that this is where they like obsess about anxiety mm-hmm. a lot and so they're like oh it's anxiety it's oh like, yeah everything's oh, yeah. anxiety absolutely everything everything's is anxiety. anxiety so <laughs> You don't know you're anxious, but you're definitely anxious. It's probably anxiety. Anxiety. I was trying to put anxious and anxiety. 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 There you go. Anxiety. Anxiety. (laughs) That's our whole generation. There you go. Anxiety. Anxiety. But then the next one was she picked because it was it was the beginning of the spasming. So the movement disorder. And as that was coming up, she picked because I was telling her about everywhere it happens. And yeah. then I mentioned that sometimes my eyelid does it. And she was like, that's um, myokymia. I think is what it's called. I can't remember right off the, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I was like, but everywhere, like everywhere. And she was like, yep. But when you look up myokymia or whatever it is, it's eyelids. Just eyelids. That's That's where that is. And so that was the one symptom that she obsessed over. Yeah. Because they want to be like, oh, it's a stupid patient again. Oh, yeah. Let me do like a quick, have you tried turning it off and on again? Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, yes. Yes, I have. I've, do- I've done all the things. It's definitely plugged in. Oh, my God. I'm logged into my account. Like, <laughs> I'm just reframing everything through, through computer speech now. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's where my brain went. <laughs> but it works, right? It does, yeah. Like, you have good techs and you have bad techs. Yeah. Yeah. But the more you know, the worse it gets. Yes. Which is frustrating because you absolutely should be educated on your condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like even just coming in and talking about uh, dysautonomia, mm-hmm. I get some resistance on that sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, do you know what that is? Do you know? How do you know you have it? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Do you know what that is? Do you even know? No, I made it up. <laughs> I walk in like, you're done. You're done. <laughs> okay. You used a big word, so we're going to ignore you now. <laughs> oh, great. Sorry, awesome. I came in with knowledge. What happened again? Oh, man. But like, that's why we need to know what's in our file. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because people with bias get to make decisions about our health and how we are treated. And that can be really scary sometimes. I'm just lucky that I had a good primary care. Yes. Who who went through my file and was like, not over medicated. Yeah. No. 
I mean, like, I bet you that in the very beginning, she probably thought that mm-hmm. because she saw the amounts and she's right. a, she was a staunch, like, anti-pain med doctor. Oh, yeah. But she she saw me on it for years. Yeah. And saw that it wasn't affecting anything, that I wasn't abusing it. Right. Like, well, we like developed a history and then. Yeah. It's like we've talked about where with my doctor early days asking about pain meds before we had, like, a really strong relationship Mm -hmm. like a working relationship it was like i also need pain meds because you go you know how you go through the whole appointment before you ask and you're like terrified and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god and i was like i need two things as a rescue medication i need cyclobenzaprine and i need percocet those are the two things that i need i just need fives and he was like oh well and he started and i was like i can make 90 pills last me no, it was 30 pills last like me nine months. Day. Yeah, yeah, nine months. Nine months. Yeah, because that's what I had before when they medicated me at urgent care for the sciatica. Yeah. Because sciatica used to just take me out. That was your thing. Yeah. Um, and then you could just feel the energy in the room change. And he was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, it's a rescue. I'm not taking it all the time. And I'm not afraid of being in pain. I bet you he even gave it to you as like a test too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like he's like, well, we'll see. Yeah. So he was like, let's do 14 over three months. Yeah. And I was like, okay. She was all bet. Yeah. <laughs> and I made that work for over a year. Mm-hmm. For over a year before I was like, hey, I could really use some more. And then we went up to, I think, 24. You also had had months. more surgeries. Yes. And we're getting more active. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there i was able to slowly increase over years and i'm not kidding it took it took a really long time to be able to prove my ability to handle my shit whoops what (laughs) i was supposed to decrease my my med amount over the summer i know i was too and it's worse yeah the summer's been worse yeah i'm not worrying about it because it's been worse it's been horrible and i'm not having a good time i just need i need to go back down so that i can go up for winter i'll do it during the fall yeah my plan well i'll do it if i wind up pergert mm, pergert pergert yogurt anyway so if i have yogurt i'll have to go down <laughs> anyway yes that's that's that yeah but it took so long to be able to be confident in requesting an increase yes because i knew that we had a working relationship at that point mm-hmm. and he had come to understand over and over, I'm not kidding, it took probably a year for us to understand each other. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, okay, so you know what you need. You're very active in your own care. And he allowed that and was welcoming of that. But the f- I-, I can't imagine doing that with the first doctor I had who was like, you don't need a diagnosis. No. Well, and the, that's that's just straight up medical trauma, right? Like, right. <laughs> legit, you, you're afraid to approach something simple like asking for a medication. Yeah. Even if the worst thing that could happen is they say no. Right. Because you're, you're worried ju- you're going to get like judged and right. then painted and then marked and then. Exactly. They'll follow because, you everywhere. Uh huh. I was so for sure that that was going to happen when I quit the really bad um, pain medic. The the one that was just over. Oh, yeah. Because I just bailed on them. I, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not returning. Uh-uh. I was worried that they my record awful. would be show not only that I was on like a really high dose, which I was, but I took two months off mm-hmm. before I even started looking again. Yeah. But I was worried that they'd look at that and be like, we can't, there's no way. Or that it would be in my record. Right. Like negative. Well, and they make 
small doses sound really drastic. And then you get to pain management and you realize that what you're taking is nothing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what happened last time. I'm like freaked out that I'm on high dosage and I'm like, you know, I'm yeah. like, just now I was like, I got to reduce it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was talking to David and he was like, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> well, and hopefully it'll be easier for you to reduce in the summer because I'm hoping or in the when, fall, fall. Yeah. Fall. Because I'm hoping that once we get our Elitch's passes, we'll be more active yeah. and out there and doing stuff. And we know that like activity does help. Yes. It's just hard to get going. Yeah. And hard to be like motivated about it. I was motivated. Like we had to park like several blocks away from uh, the from Dr. Sari's office. Uh-huh. And I walked Jen didn't drop me off. I walked the way and I was like, oh, this is fine. I could yeah. do Elitch's easy. Right. Well, and I'm thinking, have to have like, my cane. Yes. Well, and I'll probably be bringing mine anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we know activity helps, but there's a lot that doctors don't see and we forget that right. they are people who are fallible. Well, and the stuff they don't see should be in your records so that yes. you can refer back to it. Right. So like you're saying, is, making sure that it gets documented. Yes, absolutely. Because that's the thing is like, if it's not well documented, yeah. people miss it. And so I really appreciate when doctors are like, okay, so I have your referral that says some stuff, but I want to hear from you. Yeah. That makes me way more comfortable when I go into a situation like that, yeah. where I'm meeting a new doctor and I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like even Summer's appointment that I'll let Summer tell about it uh, when they come back on. But it was interesting for me to be able to judge a doctor from the outside, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not and being... be like, because because Summer will look at me and be like, did that go well? Like, I don't know how I feel about like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, that actually went really that well. And they gave you options and walked you through what it could be and what it might be and what they think is likely but mm -hmm. they want to rule out the thing that's unlikely but just to make sure and so yeah make sure that your doctors are paying attention and check your record <laughs> yes see what it says and yeah. if there's anything you have a complaint with go to your primary and then mm -hmm. see what what can be done right like redacted or have it updated to be like no longer presents this way or has this right you know yeah because i still i still get oh god uh, this this bothers me i've never really thought about it but i get referrals to places and different places that refer me will have different levels of my current care oh yeah that makes sense so like they'll be like oh so you have leg pain i'm like no 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 it's not nothing. anymore it's totally back and like hips uh-huh like oh what happened like oh, nothing and like yeah. make sure you're up to date <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah because it's hard it's hard especially when yeah. you have to see different specialists and like choosing different specialists is hard mm -hmm. because filling that referral can take a really long time oh yeah and then you get there and you're like please be a good one and you never know. You never know. A good example of medical trauma is that I have to do I have to do the um, nerve study, right? Mm -hmm. And the last one I did was a just horrible botch of a, a, a like experiment on my arm and yeah. my my right leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't find anything, and it was not pleasant. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot like an ablation. Yeah. Well, and I had the nerve study done on my leg, but only mm. one leg. Right. When I was like, this is happening all over the place. Right. So that's like, like I have to do that, 
and mm-hmm. I'm waiting now until I get the approval. And once I have the approval, I can make the appointment. But the appointment mm-hmm. probably isn't going to be until after August. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, that's frustrating. Because with neurology, I had to take the day off from work because I was like, I've been waiting for this appointment for like three months. Exactly. So. I mean, that's uh-huh. part of the trauma, like having to wait. Yeah. Uh, having to see a very important specialist about an urgent problem right. way out in the, in the future. Right. And then, especially with EDS, because we know things come and go. They just do having the referral ready to fill and you're like that's not a problem anymore right um actually you, you missed this it. other thing um hmm yeah that's what i'm worried about with my back because it was a really good day oh so like when i did the imaging there yeah. was there was i was like there's no way anything's in my back even though i know there's like narrowing and stuff right it just didn't pick it up because there's no that's so stupid yeah yeah we need to get you on the massage table too yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Get mushed. Because he's mobile now. Hypermobile. <laughs> <laughs> he's not hypermobile, but he's mobile. Okay, fair. So you could go to his house or you could come here and do massage. I mean, I have a table. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I think he has a mobile table that he would bring. Just stand. <laughs> I only use hypermobile tables. No, we tables. sit on the floor and he stands on top of you and massages you with his bare feet. So I could just have Jen do that. <laughs> yeah um i will mention though that like massage can be really really helpful in ehlers-danlos because because we are hypermobile our fascia is moving a lot more than it would otherwise um and it clings to things all over the place yes and you can get totally locked up within your like myofascial layers that's what my ribs are doing right now it's not good it's moving it's mm-hmm. as it tenses up it's like a, a very slow moving sand dune just yeah. like going down my back pulling my one rib that it's on top of out yep and then it goes down yeah oh i hate it well and it's bad because like i like to sit all crunched up yeah and then turned and so there's stuff touching things that it shouldn't like i used to be able to touch my hip bone to my rib cage yeah <clears throat> Which is gross, by the way. I don't like it. I, I did it, but I don't like I it. I used to, yeah, know. we used to click them. Like you would yeah. get them to touch. And it was like, nasty. Whatever. I when forgot I was, about that. Right? I was much skinnier at the time. We both were. We were twigs yeah. at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was looking at pictures of myself from years ago. Holy crap. I am I am pleased with the weight that I have gained. Right? Like, improvement. Yeah. Wow. Because I was always like, my bones hurt. My bones. My bones. Because they just did. It was not nice. All right. So for the rest of this, hmm. let's just talk. Yeah. What do you got going on in your life? Oh, my God. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> what traumas are you dealing what with? What traumas am I dealing with? Um, <laughs> feeling misunderstood in group is a really big one right now. Oh, man. That was so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. And it's not even like I... It's not like something I can be proud of and be like, oh, I'm ahead of the curve because that feels gross to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like how that feels. It feels like I'm, I don't know, like superiority complex or something. Right. But I don't know. I'm feeling. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like I'm being met at all. Like, and I'm trying to meet them where they are, but also that's part of the downside to the group especially the style you do mm-hmm. like i'm surprised they don't do more solo therapy with it you know what i mean right well and i could schedule more solo therapy but, but 
I think it should come with it. Right. You still get need the solo attention, and mm-hmm. then you could even you know work on new skills or different right different techniques and stuff. Because like I'm doing well overall. Yeah. But I'm also just questioning everything because a I've been told that I'm avoidant, mm-hmm. and so I'm like trying to find all of those things and like be conscious of them because I like to, I like to like know what's going on with me. Well, someone's introduced a new puzzle piece possibly. And you're right. like, uh, okay, I guess. Let's right. Find out. Like, Let's go find it. But then also learning from neurology that no, there's a reason I do that. Yeah. And it's not because I'm being avoidant. I'm like, <laughs> this is how I have to live my life. But that's also part of the like feeling misunderstood piece is that they are looking at two things. They are looking at pain and PTSD. Right. And linking them together. Whereas my, where where my pain and PTSD meet is in medical trauma yeah. and in parental neglect. Whew. That's right. <laughs> the camera would have gone backwards. It would have been great. Would have been fun to add. Yeah. But <laughs> medical trauma and parental neglect. That's I That's think... where my like, where they meet. <laughs> I think the problem <clears throat> is you're just in the wrong group. Yeah. Like. I need leveled groups. Didn't I say that last week? I think. Yeah. I don't know if it was on camera or not. Because they're running but it need, with like, a fucking Venn diagram, groups. right? Where where in a normal reality, every patient is in the, the crossover right here in the middle. Mm-hmm. So there's like PTSD and then there's pain. Right. But you have this <laughs> fucking problem where it's like this. Hmm. I have PTSD and I have pain. Right. But there's no overlap. Right. They don't. Yeah. They're not friendly with each other because when I have pain, I call it out as pain. Yeah. And when I'm going through emotional upheaval, it's not like the pain gets worse. The pain usually fades into the background Mm -hmm. and then I don't notice it until the evening when I'm crashing. Yeah. So. Okay. So. For that to work, that specific thing, I, this is what we've talked about in my therapy before. I know about this. Um, okay. It's more when you're idle and you're dealing with pain mm-hmm. and then you have stressors on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. So people who are focused on their, their newfound pain and then have things on top, whereas we right. are always in pain. Right. So it, it's, you know, and you also notice it more too, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're stressed out. It's a thing that's on your list of things. And right, right. So you're on a checklist of like, well, now I've got to go deal with this problem and this problem and I'm in pain. And uh-huh. so it's for, for you, it's different because it's just constant pain. Right. And then, well, let me turn out everything so I can go settle this. Right. You can focus. Yeah. Well, and because I've hit a point where I measure my energy so much differently, like I, like I yeah. was saying in the first half, like with my husband, I could have been super worried. I could have left the appointment, but I knew a he was being picked up and taken home. Yeah. And that was good. And she was going to grab the workman's comp paperwork. So we had it and I was going to be 20 minutes behind them. And that was fine because then I was going to have more information in 20 minutes. Right. So instead of like panicking over it until I knew what was happening, I was like, okay, let's leave off everything until I know what's happening. Right. Because it is a waste of energy to put myself into a panic and then waste all this energy and then find out that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. Right. So it's that same thing of like 
you know all of the possibilities and you're like, okay, I know what they, what it could be, but until I have more information, I don't know what it is. Right. We don't deal in what ifs. Right. I'm like, it is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's frustrating because you're right. Like they all exist. It, it all exists inside of itself. Right. Mm-hmm. But we have like pain over here. We have the PTSD, which is actually complex PTSD. And so we have a harder time identifying what is what. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you have the dysautonomia. And then you have the MCAS. And then you have, like, it goes on and on and on. And then you have, like, dislocations, right? Yeah. And then you have um, family problems. And then you have, like... <laughs> yeah, no. It's all part of itself, but it's also different. Like, they're, they're different things, and they don't always interact with one another. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I get frustrated because they're trying so hard to link the pain and the PTSD when like maybe they do meet but it's like passing ships right yeah the closest you get is medical trauma right and that's that's exactly what it is so for me there's no there's there are no stories to be told about the pain the pain just is Mm -hmm. i don't tell stories about having a shadow like (laughs) that's not how that works and that's that's how i think about it like the pain will always be with me no matter what i'm doing and no matter what pain medication i am on yeah. something is going to hurt yeah and that's just how life is it's just how it is right so i mean for me a lot of it is undoing the cptsd and the beliefs that i had yeah about myself or about the world based in that that is different from the pain it's not the same right and they don't always amplify each other usually it's the fatigue that amplifies the pain yes that is where i get caught up is because if i don't have the emotional energy to sort out and deal with the pain i get frustrated and then i start feeling sorry for myself and then i hit this like sinkhole of depression same yeah right that is how that leads to the sad Mm-hmm. But it's not, it doesn't lead to the PTSD. No. It just leads to, I'm tired and I'm in pain and I'm tired of being in pain. Right. That's that's the story. And so, it just feels so separate for me, whereas other people are, it's the same thing for them. Right. The pain is linked to the event that caused the PTSD. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> you're, you're just in the wrong class. You need to be yeah. in in like a strictly pain one or one that deals strictly with like PTSD. Right. Because then you could follow along just fine. Right. And well, and I get... need I need CPTSD because yes. I can't. There's not an event that I can identify. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about being a runaway forever, but I've dealt with a lot of that already. Mm-hmm. Just either on my own or with my personal therapist. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's. It's frustrating. It's frustrating and it's hard and it's and I get that like I have to do this. This is something that I need to do so that I can continue being seen with, by pain management. Yeah. Because they are on the verge of like kicking me back because I'm too good at stuff. I don't know. 
figure. Right? But it's hard because also my primary care doesn't want to manage the pain meds. Right. Because I think there's a lot of stuff going on. Behind the scenes. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. So I know that there's a lot of like procedure in a lot of how my care is handled. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And having you go to group with me has been really helpful because I don't feel crazy (laughs) when I leave. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, that was horrible. Was that horrible? Am I just the worst or was that horrible? (laughs) That was legit not fun. No, it was awful. I never had any experiences like that with ours. No. It wasn't full of single white women, so. Right. It was just, it was weird. It was really weird. Because they called out, like, at one point, they were like, how do you deal with um, ableism and, like, societal structures that are against us? And Mm. I was like, ooh, this will be really good. And then it turned into, I'm a bad friend because I can't meet society's expectations. Right. And I was like, that that has nothing to do with anything. It wasn't what you wanted. What? You wanted the in-depth. Yeah. yeah. I know. I hate this, like, scratching the surface thing, which is why we have these conversations. Because <laughs> I need I need to pick at it. Because mm-hmm. we know, like, I've we've talked about, like, I like to take things and turn them over and examine them. And, yeah. But I'm not getting... There's not enough stimulation and there's a lot of like misunderstanding that yeah. happens because the week before it was the stuck point of like, oh, rest is bad. And I was like, but I don't think rest is bad. I love rest. Right. I could sleep forever. <laughs> and we know there's a physical reason that you do what you do. Right. Yeah. So no. now I don't feel quite so crazy because it was like, really? That's, well, just, that's a stuck point. Really? We just need what? to get them to start a different group. Like you don't have to connect the two. Mm-hmm. There is a way to deal with like... <clears throat> your your non PTSD mm-hmm. but still you still have if you don't have PTSD you still have the same struggles the same thought patterns mm-hmm. the same well and the whole idea is that like PTSD and pain are linked and I'm like that's great when they are linked when they are linked but like I have EDS which is multiple <sighs> physical causes for pain yeah and dealing with my PTSD is not going to change the fact that when I dislocate, it hurts. Right. Or the fact that I have a movement disorder that causes ungodly amounts of pain. Because I think at this point, it's like 75% of my pain is the movement, movement disorder. disorder. Yeah. I'd say because of the spasms. The spasms are awful. And the spasms cause dislocations. Mm-hmm. And the spasms cause loss of sleep and inability to eat because my abdominal muscles are clenched. And like there are physical things happening but i think because she she asked me about it being ticks at one point and i was like no because it's not something that i'm like oh i need to do a movement Mm -hmm. it's this is happening whether you like it or not right and it's just happening but i think she thinks i think they're thinking along the line of conversion really hope not (laughs) i hope not too because even even when we did the EMG, is that what it is? The EMG, the muscle one, the muscle study? Yes. Um, the guy who was doing it was like, I can't diagnose, but I can tell right now that there is something wrong with the electrical in your body. Mm-hmm. Because when 
he was going through it and you can hear your own muscles there isn't like an idol they don't idle they do this like triplicate flickering right and when you tell it to release it takes a minute like it's on a lag so relax is on a lag yeah and everything in my muscles does that like triplicate flickering so there is something electrically wrong yes (laughs) and we know there is within the muscles but i'm also learning that like that could be i I don't even know like did dysautonomic could be linked to that yeah um who knows but that's not conversion guys it's just not no because i'm not running from emotion either Mm. like if i need to feel a thing i feel a thing that's what i was saying last week it just doesn't make sense you're not avoidant yeah it's frustrating i don't know are you gonna have group with your new clinic probably not no i'll just have libby okay which is plenty for me yeah libby's good that's awesome libby's the best i like my team yeah (laughs) it's funny they're all from new health well i'm glad because it's not like a huge transition no yeah like that's and they're all still working together and recommending each other so Uh can you imagine if you had to start again from scratch oh yeah yeah especially with pain management like directly i've had like four docs now with Mm-hmm. with new health and then now we're at med now they seem to have a, like a really high turnover rate within that field i was i was the board i'm pretty sure mm, okay. the because it had to do with those three guys that were from overseas yeah yeah in turkey right mm-hmm. and then poor uh diane being the fourth partner but Got being ignored yeah. yeah so Ugh, i'm icky. pretty sure it had to do with that and money for sure it's always money or or there were a lot of um like procedural stuff they wanted them to do that made no sense and wasted money mm-hmm. yeah that's a big one yeah i don't know it's just frustrating because you have and it, it's frustrating all the way around because now we're in this like opioid crisis right mm-hmm. and you're like okay but here's the thing y'all created that so don't punish the people who are in pain like we we need resources for people who are addicted Mm-hmm. And we need to not punish the people who are in pain. The end. Yeah. No. Right. Like it's just so frustrating when you you know that you're a responsible person. Mm-hmm. Like you're following everything. You're not doing anything right. wrong. And then you just you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like, winning to anybody. We're following the rules. We're doing all the recommended stuff. And that's part of the thing about like documentation in order to avoid some of those labels we have to go through an unreasonable amount of humoring yeah like we have to do an x-ray before we can do a blah 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 and we have to do this before we can do blah 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 finally they've stopped being like you have to do pt before you have to before we can do anything because they know i'm working with a trainer i've had three other joints worked on yeah like there is a legitimate problem here (laughs) their concern right now is that they're like the capsule might be shredded and we might not be able to tighten it at all and i'm like that's fine fix the labrum yeah see if we can do something like if you can fix the labrum i'll take it you don't have to worry about the capsule that's fine i'm gonna stretch it out anyway (laughs) doesn't matter just fix the hurdy part and maybe sand all that shit down (laughs) little cleanup please yeah just touch it up something right yeah (laughs) But it's frustrating because we're in this 
we've just been dumped into this group of people who are afraid of their pain. Yeah. And are afraid of memories. Well, and are afraid of like confronting themselves. What's not fair to them either is that like that they've put putting you in the group doesn't help them like with examples like mm-hmm. sure there are things that you can force your way into using the like formula that they've made right but it they like to use you as an example but it, it's not the same thing you you don't have this traumatic event right and then tra- like pain that's associated with it mm-hmm. so like as far as a group conversation goes you're there's a disconnect yeah yeah so like it sucks for everybody right <laughs> you're not getting what you need out no. of it and they're like having to listen to you go through shit and be like what (laughs) because you're like you've already processed things and like you're you can say things like well i don't associate the pain with this or i and they're like right they're not there yet they're still back here like piecing it together so right and then i feel like an asshole right (laughs) it's not fair to you oh i don't like it it's frustrating i don't know so maybe i'll make an appointment with jackie and talk through it i'm yeah. I'm gonna give it another week to see if we can get some momentum <laughs> it's not like you're gonna go in and be like jackie group sucks right i i can't <laughs> recommend it enough that you end that <laughs> i just need to be out of it it's just, just jackie fun. jackie jackie i'm not having a good time you you've I'm made bored. a thing and you you're gonna have to pay for your crimes <laughs> you made me do this <laughs> oh my god it's just not fun and like a I get it. Therapy doesn't need to be fun, but I'm also not getting anything out of it. That's yeah. That's and what that's you mean by fun. The it's, the, it's not engaging. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the thing. Like I am not somebody who is going to turn away from introspection. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to point out a flaw and I'm going to like go find it and turn it over in my head and work with it mm-hmm. and adapt. Right. Like I want to do that. I'm happy to do that. I'm not being avoidant but I'm bored. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not having fun. I'm bored. And I don't know. CPTSD is different. Yeah. Because there's not events that I can really point to. And also, I have horrendous memory. Like, awful, awful memory. Things pop up at random, but only in context. Right, right. And so if I'm sitting there and I'm like, they're like, do a stuck point. And I'm like, I don't remember what any of my stuck points are. And also the ones I had before, I have now adapted and worked through. Right. Use a past stuck point. Which is boring. Yeah. And and I can't think of them after I've been like, yeah, that can go bye bye. Like, great. I'm the problem. But I don't believe that anymore. Right. I do not believe that anymore. Like, I firmly... And you can Hold. identify when you're having that thought. Right. And be like, that's dumb. Right. Well, and when I do go through something, I call it out and I message you and I'm like, haha, stuck point. Here it is. My brain's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we've done all the work and it's so frustrating. Like, it's great to like have it reinforced, I guess, yeah. in a way. Because like the unhelpful thinking styles, I've been working with those for probably year and a half two years yeah we first did our first video on it right like last summer yeah so we've been here we were on we the couch through the things yes couch era couch era the era the time of the couch it was a good time <laughs> like, i missed the couch i like the chairs though i like having the table 
She likes the table. I can make noises. But I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. One more week. Yeah. I'm going to give it a week and see what happens. But if nothing else, because she'll bring up things like before we got to the point where I was like, no, my family relationships were crap growing up. And these are the beliefs I have about that. But again, like I don't internalize that. Right. Necessarily. Like I've, I've moved past internalizing it because it wasn't my fault. And I believe that it wasn't my fault. And I don't have to believe that it was or right. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating and it makes me feel like an ass and it makes me feel like an imposter. And that's where I'm getting all of this like yucky feeling. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Where I'm just like, am am I not? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> am I the problem? I don't know. That's exactly it. Like, am I? <laughs> it's triggering your, your stuck point. No. Right? Cyclic like, redundancy. This is so frustrating. I just wish it was faster. Move faster. Let's go. Yeah, maybe next week will be good. Let's go. We don't know. And stop making me do papers because that's like show show your work and you're like I don't know how I got there I just got there yeah I arrived at the correct answer I'm just waiting for the week where they they just get, they're like this page is blank now work through your trauma like just you're supposed to go through like that full sheet of <laughs> I like, have not been keeping track of this the these are my questions <laughs> no no. <laughs> Nope. And then you're going to fail and they're going to be like, no, no pain management for you. You failed pain. <laughs> you flunked out. You get out. an F in pain management. Your PTSD is too severe. <laughs> <laughs> when when did you realize that like a lot of the beliefs you had were based in PTSD? Or what was that realization like for you? Oh, I want to think about when. Probably when I acknowledged that I even had it because mm. it's like the day that I was diagnosed with it, mm-hmm. I, I would <clears throat> sat down and worked it out and started filtering everything through it. You know what I mean? Like starting from this point, it would have been this from this source and from yeah. this, you know, and and just kind of reframing everything. So see, we both do it. Okay, yeah, that makes me feel better. Oh, <laughs> totally. Like, we are almost obsessive about introspection because we're like we didn't want to be the problem right and so we had to examine everything to not be the problem (laughs) so we're really good at it yeah so yeah it would have been probably like when i was 30 31 maybe Mm. and i mean i had the same thing with being bipolar like (laughs) i fought it when i was younger but when yeah. I was diagnosed as an adult, I was just like, oh, okay, add that to the list and let's let's find out what that's like and learn about it. Right. Well, again, with like being knowledgeable on your own conditions, mm-hmm. like that helps us to reframe things. Yeah. It is important to understand where our like flaws and thinking are coming from or where the things that trip us up are coming from and our difficulties. Like if you can recognize it, it's less threatening yeah in the end yeah i don't know i just want something challenging i, I want something that is like i'll, I'll come rigorous. up with a curriculum that's that's challenging yes it'll be just the worst it's gonna be math <laughs> questions and history no i don't want that but it's that's all about boring. you it has to be your history and your math <laughs> karina's specific math oh no <laughs> 
It's like when people ask about like baby pictures and you're like, oh, I don't have any of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't have I any do of have those. Some. I have some. Mom has some. I'm sure my mom has some. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't You want to call it? I think so. It is time because I have to take my medicine. She does. She really does. <laughs> I'm a monster. I'm just going to repeat that. That's my stuck point. I'm a monster. I'm a monster. And they're going to be like, explain that. I have I no explanation. I just, I just am. I'm a monster. But why do you think that? Oh, I don't. Well, you see, it. it was like a veil was Ow. lifted. And a monster it. was there. Uh, oh, no. That so bad. Don't don't do half laughs. Ha- laugh out loud. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha. Yeah, that's how I have to laugh from now on. Ha ha. Permanently. Ha. ha. Not until it heals, just forever. Forever. Ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thanks for coming along. I hope this was um, something you can relate to or mm-hmm. helped you to better relate to someone in your life. Um, yeah, not a lot of resolution but definitely make sure you are able to access your own documentation and you know what it says and you know what it means and Um, don't be afraid to question some of them if you need to yes because i just got anxiety removed from my yeah file (laughs) finally like four years later Mm -hmm. and like i said earlier we got rid of over medicated and off mine Mm -hmm. yep yeah there's a bunch of them that like be careful and and know what the like jargon means like go check out some tiktok because you'll better understand i think yeah what some of that jargon means so thanks for hanging out we appreciate it we love you guys um until next time i guess like share subscribe here's my shill it's my turn um join us in discord we would love to hear from you we also go live on discord on fridays usually most of the time barring medical emergencies yeah <laughs> we came back and got on t- on the live though i was proud of that which was awesome i was like no i'm going <laughs> i really thought you'd be like let's go home and like nap no no let's he go talk like, i'm ready to live with his mouth full of gauze yeah it was great it was awesome all right until next time be kind to you be kind to others and we will see you in the next one bye